0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full
0: terms at mintmobile.com. And we're joined as usual on a Wednesday by the Irish gardener, Peter Doddle. Peter, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon
1: John Paul, how are
0: you? I'm fine thanks and uh, the weather of course wasn't great over the last few days so various questions in from people who've been affected by that uh, with trees that have fallen over and whatnot. so I'll get straight into the questions there's a lot of them have come in Peter but first of all this is from Breda in Bowien and she's hoping that you might be able to help her with this one because she's hoping to save some sunflower seeds for next year now how can she be sure that they are dried out enough uh, to store? Well
1: what you do is you wait till the flower the seeds have ripened on the plant so you, you let the the petals and that go all, off and go over and I, I suppose in truth you know that they're ripe enough when they've fallen off the plant but of course <laughs> to, to find balancing act there to stop the birds from eating them all so what i would do is uh when the flower has withered and the the seeds look visible cut the flower stem uh you could either hang it in a shed if you have such a luxury like where you have you know a place where you could hang it and let the seeds fall onto a table beneath uh, and let them fall off on their own then you know they're dry enough or hang it even in a brown paper bag upside down you know tie the tie the tie the, the flower to the bag so that the bag is kind of underneath and not touching the flower and let the seeds just fall into the bag that's the best way of doing it it's quite straightforward it's quite simple really um And just err on the side of caution. If you think, let them come out of the the flower head, whatever way you do it, let them fall out of the flower head on their own. And if you think that they need a bit more drying out, then just leave them them on a bit of brown paper or newspaper to dry out a bit more until you store them. But uh, if you let them fall off the flower on their own, as I say, inside probably, because the birds will get them otherwise, um, then you should be safe enough.
0: OK, Mary in Kilbritton and I know Tom in Butterfant has a similar question. This is to do with apple trees. As Mary has one eating apple tree. Now, it's a few years old. She got it as a present, but she has planted it out now. Does she need another apple tree for it to make fruit? And Tom is in a similar situation. The people next door have cut down their tree and there is not another tree in sight. So does he need now to plant another apple tree for pollination? So uh, for both of those there...
1: Well, the answer to the question obviously is the same. It's yes, um, you do. You, one apple tree won't, won't fruit on its own. You needed a po- what's called a pollinating partner, which really is a an apple tree, ap- apple tree with flowers at the same time of the year. So their period of blossom is broken into three uh, periods, uh, John Paul. Basically, early, middle, and late. So depending on the variety you have, you want to get an apple tree that is flowers in that same period. You can get very specific, and I mean, a quick search online will tell you what will pollinate your own variety. And some, then, like Bramley's, are what's called a triploid, where you need two others to pollinate, so you actually need three trees. Now, of course, the trees don't have to be in your own garden because it's it's the, the bees and, and the flies that, that that will pollinate it and the moths that will pollinate the, the the apples. And, of course, they don't care about private property or whose garden is what. So provided that trees like the the tom... In Buttigieg, he was being pollinated by his neighbour's trees. So provided there's a tree within 20, 30, 40 feet of it, uh, that should be okay. Now, there may not be, in which case you will have to plant one. It doesn't have to be another eating apple. It could be a crab apple, possibly a cooking apple um, that will pollinate each other. If you know the variety of your tree, as I say, a quick search online will let you know the actual apple, to, to the actual variety to use in a blatant plug from my own book, uh, Gardening with Peter Dodo, which you, you'll find in all good bookshops. There is a list of the different pollinating partners in that as well. But yet, yeah, the short answer to your question, yes, you will need another apple.
0: OK, and we'll stay with apple trees, Peter, there. John and Glantan, he is a very old apple trees and is looking for advice now on pruning them. And they have been neglected, though, for years.
1: Okay, it's a, that, that's a quite a difficult one to answer on radio, John Paul. You really need to be there with the tree or to, to, to show. It. So it's what's called restorative pruning, which is kind of a descriptive enough term. It tells you what you're doing. You're restoring the tree by pruning. So you need to prune out a, a lot of the old wood, what you're trying to achieve in restorative pruning, which may have to be done over two or three years. It might be too much of a shock to do it all in one go. And November is the best time of the year to do it. So we're nearly at the right time, believe it or not. Um uh, what you're aiming to create here is a good open bush centre, a good open tree with no crossing branches. Uh, so obviously, I'm not next to the tree, so I can not show you. So bear this in mind. You want to remove any crossing branches. You want to identify the kind of four or five, maybe six main branches that are all facing out from the centre of the tree to create that good open centre, which will allow good air circulation. And that's important, John Paul, because if you have, good air, if you have poor air circulation rather in the tree or in around the tree, that leads to conditions which are ideal for the development of fungal problems, uh, things like scab and, and mildew and grey mould. All these things, which obviously you don't want your apple to get. So good air circulation. Remove any crossing branches. You want four, five or six branches, uh, all facing out from the centre. Um, then, but it's more of a case of next year that you're looking at this. You're 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 looking at things. You want to retain as many fruiting spurs as possible. And the reason I say that you're you're looking at next year. This year, in the first year of your restorative pruning, you're really just looking at keeping the right branches and creating that right shape. You may sacrifice fruit for, for one or two years, but it will be worth it. Um, that's that's kind of it. Obviously, any signs of disease, any signs of canker, you prune that out. Uh, crossing branches, as I say, for good air circulation. And the other thing with crossing branches is, of course, that they um, they rub against each other. And when they rub against each other, they 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 wound the bark. So they'll create an open wound. Which is ideal for for infections to get in. So you, that's what you want to do. That's probably about as specific as I can guess on it over, on the radio, Dan Paul, without actually being there to point to the branches, you know.
0: Okay yeah I know it's it's tough and again if anybody has uh, pictures that you want to send in as well to us we can pass them on to, to Peter you can always WhatsApp them on and we'll send them on to Peter just maybe to clarify the question more. Uh, Mary's in Mallow Peter now she's bought a small evergreen tree in a pot but she wants to pot it outside so does it need special soil or will Potting Compass do the job for her?
1: But well, obviously I don't know which plant it is, so I can't say whether or not it needs actually special soil. But, but normal multi-purpose compost is grand for planting out most plants. Uh, and if something's grown in a pot like 99% of plants nowadays, it can be planted out at any time of the year. So now is a fine time to plant it out, providing it is an, out, an outdoor plant, which I'm sure it is by the sound of it. Uh, so plant it out now, yeah, it could be a multi-purpose compost in, in, underneath um, and then firm it down by just standing the soil in around it so it's not rocking in the ground. And the most important thing in the first few months of, of after being planted, uh, and don't laugh at me when I say it, but it's water. So obviously nature is taking care of that at the moment. But uh, if, if we get and I'm very hopeful that, the, that they're going to rename the Indian summer, the Irish summer, because normally our Septembers are, are the best month in the year in terms of sunshine. So if, if you're planting anything out during this month, do keep an eye on watering over the next few months
0: and we'll stay with planting because she this is the same area she stores all her daffodil bulbs uh, this year but is this the right time now to replant them
1: you're coming into the right time to replant them i would i normally hold off to kind of october before i plant any of the bulbs with daffodils you could start in mid september alright Uh, But with tulips and things like that, I keep them, I I know she's asking about daffodils, so yeah, second half of September into October, and stagger the planting, because that means if you stagger the planting now, in other words, do a few this week and a few next week, and then you're going to stagger the flowering period as well, Mm -hmm. you'll have a longer flowering period, but other bulbs like tulips and alliums and other of these spring flowering bulbs, I do recommend leaving them till later, till the ground gets really, really cold. Uh, anytime between November and even January for those tulips and alliums. But daffodils, you could certainly start mid September into August or into October.
0: Okay, uh, interesting one here from Vicky in Lumberstown. Next year, she wants to grow a bee and butterfly garden on a piece of waste ground which is covered in grass and weeds. But how can she stop the weeds from taking over without using weed killer?
1: What is the weed? I would ask. What is a weed? Well, that's for the wild, true too, especially in those in type place. of
0: uh, waste grounds. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it's a, it's a difficult one to, to answer because I, I don't mean to be facetious or cheeky, by saying that. But what is a weed? Like, but a flower growing where we don't want it. So, what, what you do when you're sowing a wild? There's two ways of establishing a wildflower area. Number one, you just leave what's there and let nature do its thing. Uh, and, and like if it's a grass area, just stop cutting. And there's an organisation in the north called Don't Mow, Let It Grow. Uh, which is where they, they they do just that with their, a lot of their public areas. And they, they've developed into very, very rich, species-rich uh, meadow areas and wildflower areas. So you can either just let it grow, oh. the area that you're talking about, the wasteland, uh, and see what nature provides, um, or you can remove all existing vegetation, which I suppose is the more direct answer to her question, to remove all existing vegetation physically. Uh, make sure that you're you're exposing soil. I have a video on my own Facebook page, Irish Gardener, where you'll see where I I kind of show you how to to sow the seed and the the way the soil should be. It wants to be clean soil. It doesn't want to be rich soil. You don't want to fertilise it or feed it. Scatter the seed on it and again, water, 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 water. Um, And as regards then... Like persistent weeds, or like a weed is a plant growing where we don't want it. There isn't a more specific definition than that. So, if a plant comes in or a weed comes in that we don't want it there, there really isn't any magic wand. It's just taking it out by hand, I'm afraid.
0: Okay, and Mary wants to know, and I presume she's looking into the, the winter, but she wants to know, should I keep my flowers in the pot outside only because the leaves could or are going to get burnt, says Mary?
1: Okay, well, it depends uh, in Mary's situation as to what those plants are. So if they're plants in pots, they may well be summer bedding. They may well be just an annual plant, which is quite simply, John Paul, a, a plant which fulfills its life cycle in one year. Um, so they're, they're finished by the time the first frosts come anyway. They're, it's time to take them out and put them in the compost bin. Um, so that, so that's if that's the case, just get the flower out of them, keep watering them, keep feeding them for now, get the flower out of them until the, the end of the summer, into the autumn, and then into the compost bin with them. If they're, if they're perennials, herbaceous perennials, which will die back under the pot leave well alone, they'll be fine, they'll be hardy no matter what the weather throws at them really but if they're a perennial plant or a shrub that is that is frost tender so you know it's a perennial, you know it's a plant that's going to come on next year but you know it's going to be tender to the frost, then uh, either bring it in if you have a glass house or a polytunnel or a conservatory, bring them in sure, uh, or if not you could put some horticultural fleece around them on the coldest of the the nights during the winter
0: and another question From a different Mary This is to do With weeds And she wants to know What's the best weed killer To use on a stone yard And a garden path
1: Lots of Marys Calling in today and I'm All the Marys Are out today yeah. I've, I've been helpful For the first few Marys I'm not, I can't be helpful To this Mary Because I don't use weed killers And I don't recommend Their use I'm afraid They're, they're too damaging Um And the jury is out on glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in in Roundup and in nearly 99% of the weed killers on the market. It's not just Roundup, it's nearly all the weed killers. Um, There's court cases and there's, you know, one of the UN groups is saying it's probably carcinogenic. Another European group is saying it possibly isn't. So the jury is out, but I'm certainly not going to recommend the use of any weed killer at the moment. You know, we're we're in a species extinction crisis and using something like this I'm just I'm not in favour of, like I can't recommend to that Mary I'm afraid I'm sorry
0: Okay very finally Peter we have uh, two questions in an onions and I'll put them both together There's one person wanted to know the best way to store onions and then another person on WhatsApp what's the best way to dry out onions and should they be pulled soon?
1: Um. Depending on their size, you pull them soon, and like again, when the, when you don't want the, the onion to flower, obviously because that means it's bolting. So when the foliage in the ground begins to start kind of going limp and, and wilting, that's when you take them out of the ground. So depending on when you planted them, but more than likely, yes, you'll be taking them out soon. The best way to store them and dry them—it's the same kind of answer. Uh, take them out when you take them out of the ground. Lie them on a sheet of paper or a kind of timber seed tray or a slatted table. Just lie them, not touching, and let them dry out over a few weeks. Um, and then to store them, you leave the foliage on them, that brown foliage, and then you can just wrap them together, you know, in, in, plait the foliage together to so you have kind of like a string of onions, or else just uh, once they're dried out enough after a few weeks, you could just, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, store them in a like a Hessian sack or something like that, even a cardboard box. You could put in some newspaper or some cardboard in amongst them if you want to take any moisture away from the bulbs, uh, but if you've dried them out sufficiently, they should be okay.
0: OK, actually very finally one more in a tree that is, it hasn't fallen over from Betty uh, but it's just about to fall over what can she do? The tree is loose but there's no sign of cracks in it but it will need to be removed uh, any advice for her because it seems to be a healthy tree but it does need to go because it's going to fall over and hit a window in a house in about way, a minute
1: The way you read that question I was going to give a very smart answer but i better not you said it hasn't fallen over from Betty I was going to suggest Betty stops pushing it but anyway. oh, OK <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a healthy tree but it's it's loose in the ground is that right?
0: Yeah loose in the ground and it will go eventually but she just doesn't uh, know what to do can she put it somewhere else or is it okay. too big it's a big okay. enough tree
1: Well again without seeing it now I couldn't give an accurate answer to mm-hmm. that. so it's a difficult one to answer if if it's a tree and this is, the important, this is why I always stress when you're planting a new plant or a new tree make sure you're anchoring it to the ground day one because the two most important things when you're planting any new tree or a substantially sized shrub is staking it so that it gets good anchor into the ground and water. Uh, And if it doesn't get good anchoring into the ground, I often, I nearly cry, I was going to say laugh, I nearly cry when I see trees and and kind of stakes loosely tied to them, nearly like decoration. The reason you're staking a tree is to make sure that root ball isn't rocking for the first few years, because the result is, if it does, you you face a period, which is where we could be now with this question, If if it's an established tree, it'll never anchor into the ground, and it'll rock and it'll probably have to come out. So, all that long-winded preamble brings me to if this tree is relatively new, like if it's only in there two or three years, you will probably still get away with, with, with staking it, put in stakes and tie it good and tight to the stake to stop it rocking. If it's an established tree, so it's more than, let's say, three or four years of age, there's very little you can do, really. It's in the lap of the gods. Whether or not it's been transplanted is, is, is difficult, to, the, the, the only answer, difficult to answer. The only thing I would say is is give it a go. So get as much of a root ball, uh, wait now for another month or so to get in November onwards, take as much of the root system out as you can and put it into its new home straight away and again, obviously, stake it as tightly as possible into its new home but I can't say without seeing it. And even if I did see it, there's always going to be a risk moving it. But I certainly can't say without seeing it if it'll transplant or
0: not. Okay, well, uh, hopefully that helps you there. Betty, for the moment, Peter, thank you for joining us. We'll chat to you again next week. That is Peter Doddall there, the Irish gardener. You'll find him on Facebook and on Instagram. That's.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.